of what we're reading, watching and listening to, just all the content in the interim as well. My name is Sasha Kelly. I am a Melbourne-based podcast producer and I'm joined as always by my friend, I was going to say colleague, but we're not colleagues, friend, <laughs> it dear friend. Like a friend and colleague, pause. I think, um, I think I'm in the habit of my other podcast intro, Laurel, I'm very sorry, but... <laughs> I'm I'm leaving you all hanging here. I'm joined by my friend Laurel Henning, who is a Sydney-based journalist. Laurel, how are you this fine evening? I am well. I am sitting facing into my wardrobe, which is exactly where I've been sitting to do most of my work all day today because I've been recording a lot of little audio link snippets for work. So, yeah, I've been looking at pillows for a long time. <laughs> Oh, maybe you need to stick little um, images on your pillows and yeah, it's just so you have someone to deliver to when you're doing your lines. <laughs> I love that idea. That's very good. Yeah. <laughs> How are um, you, Sasha? Oh, I'm well. I'm so well. You know this already, but I'm going to share it anyway. I got a robo, a robo vacuum today and it's really been the highlight of my day, my week and my month. <laughs> So, not going to lie, it's not, great. Not quite as far as your year, but it's up there. Look, the year's not over. It's only August. So, I'm going to hold off until December 31st to give you that verdict. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. How about you? What have you been doing to make friends this last? We've had a little break. We what have. have you been doing in the break? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And in the in the meantime, we went on a little road trip, which is a complete delight, which hopefully some of our listeners enjoyed our little snippets from the road. Mm-hmm. And yeah, here we are now in what I'm going to call season three. Good on us. Welcome think, to it. I think you can say that. I Thanks. think that's fair enough. I just yeah. did. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> but what have I been doing to make friends? Well, I have taken the advice of a wise friend whose mother once told her that if you go to a social event and you can just have and you don't know anyone there Mm. and you leave that event having just had one good conversation it's been a success and I took this piece of advice to heart when I went to a house party recently and Mm. I thought oh my gosh I don't really know anyone there like I know the people who are hosting the party I kind of know their housemates but you can't, like a house party, you can't rely on those people. You've got, you Mm-mm. have to mingle. One must mm-hmm. mingle. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in with this advice in my mind. Mm-hmm. And the first person, one of the first people I spoke to, she said, oh my gosh, you're Laurel. I've heard so much about you from the person whose party it was. And she and I just clicked and we had a great time. And then we've been for walks since. And well, I gained a new friend. So it was a success congratulations thank you and I've passed this advice on to another friend who's just moved from Sydney back to Melbourne and she said that she went to a party and did the same thing so (gasps) mum advice works it does it really does there is a reason 
that we listen to them. I think that's excellent. Okay. Um, but Sasha, what have you been doing to make friends? Well, and I always want to say to make friends and influence people, but that's not what we're trying to do. We're just oh, trying to make friends and get by. I we already know <laughs> what I've done to influence people. It's buy a robo vacuum. I've had so many messages from people saying, I'm going to get one now. Tonight's so episode I feel... is sponsored by yeah. <laughs> Kogan's vacuum cleaners. Um, so I have found myself in a bit of a lull, but what I've done is pre-plan for my future friend-making activities because I do think that um, I'm in a bit of a, lull is the wrong word, I'm in a bit of a pattern at the moment. I'm going to the gym, I've got my work, I'm doing my routine, I'm seeing the same friends on the weekends. So uh, today or this week, I bought two lots of classes that I'm going to do for the next couple of months because that's oh, the kind nice. of stuff that you know you're going to make friends with and you know you're going to connect with people, but it's really important to pre-plan. So I've enrolled in um, wheel pottery classes. Ooh, that's very fun. Yeah, because I did a taster a couple of weeks ago and really, really enjoyed it and found it just like I love doing creative things and um it's just really satisfying because it uses your hands. So you're away from screens. It's the same reason I love sewing. Um, and I've also enrolled in um, a jewelry making class, which is just a once off. But it's going to be uh, pearl jewelry, uh, how to oh, make lovely. Yeah, necklaces and earrings. So uh, because I think perhaps I didn't talk about this, but in a fit of inspiration last year, mid lockdown, where we all made such great decisions, <laughs> I <laughs> bought a I lot. Don't know why that made <laughs> I did buy uh, an excessive amount of real pearls to oh. do pearl jewelry making with, with no prior knowledge or experience or understanding of what that is. That's delicious. That is a brilliant lockdown decision. I yeah. think that just it just really depicts where we all were. That just I really de- that's de- <laughs> so. I made I made a lot of necklaces. They all fell apart. So, um, <laughs> this is such a good story. <laughs> so, part of me went. I really could see myself doing jewelry. But there seems to be something <laughs> missing. Together, this is ridiculous. <laughs> there seems to be something missing from my skill set. <laughs> they don't stay together. I'm just enjoying how much you love. I spent so much on these pearls, Laurel. They were real freshwater pearls. And I, I had this grand vision that I was going to make all my friends Christmas presents. And then, yeah, I wear one and it just like, and, I, and you know, it was lockdown. I wore it around the house and it just fell in my hands. <laughs> and I went, hmm, okay, maybe there's a reason that people are skilled jewelry makers. But that's... <laughs> what I've just got this image though that in lockdown, that's the kind of thing that really would send you over the edge. <laughs> like the breaking of the pearl necklace into your hands would be the thing that leads to you just slowly crumbling onto the floor and being like, I'm never going to make it. I'm not going to make it out of this. Especially because it was my activity of choice was to watch West Wing for what must have been the 12th time while I slowly beaded onto this piece of fishing wire and yeah and then it was my connection to the class anyway 
I'm very excited to learn how to do this properly. And I think that, you know, doing new things, doing new activities, it always um, brings you in contact with different people, new people. So I'm excited. I think that I'm going to hopefully, fingers crossed, make some new friends. Oh, love that. Love that for you. <laughs> love that for the pearls that you bought. <laughs> Then might finally come out of my sewing box and actually be used. Um, so Laurel, let's start with your reading. What are you reading at the moment? Great questions, Asha, as always. Um, do you know what? I suddenly was looking back at my notes, which I've been a bit of remiss at keeping mm. tabs on my my podcast note on my phone. Oh, don't say that because you actually keep excessive notes. I just turn up and I go, oh, what have I read today? So uh, your remissness is probably still more prepared than me. I just, you know, I am a Virgo to my core. Mm. And now I'm just embracing all the astrological stereotypes that I possibly can. Because it's, Mm. yeah, what else do you do when you're in your 30s other than suddenly get hooked on astrology? True. So... What have I been reading? I did finish just recently a book for book club called Build Your House Around My Body, which is Mm. set in Vietnam. And it's kind of different, lots of different time frames. It jumps back and forward. A key character goes missing right at the beginning of the book. You know that she's gone missing, but you don't know why and you don't know how. You don't know whether she's been taken or whether she's chosen to disappear. Um, And... There's a lot of magical realism. Mm. There's a lot of stuff to do with snakes in a rubber plantation. And it's just sort of weird and bizarre. And I didn't know what was going on most of the time, but I still loved it because I thought it was really well written. And I think sometimes you can be confused and not enjoy something. Sometimes you can be confused and think that it's brilliant. And this was definitely Mm. the latter. Um, There were lots of little details early on in the book that I felt myself really clinging to in a sort of like... Is it Chekhov's gun? The mm. if you see a gun in Act One, it has to go off in Act Three or whatever. Yeah, the rule. And I, yeah. yeah. So there were lots of little markers where I was, where I was trying to keep track of all these things. But some of them really were meaningless, and others were definitely important. Um, but yeah, it was a really good book, really good read, and really just took me away, completely different place, environment, um, and genre from what I might normally read. So yeah, build your house around my body by Violet Cuppersmith. Excellent. That sounds really intriguing. Mm. And what have you been reading? Um, I'm going to recommend recommend an article. I'm going to stay true to form. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel you're going to laugh at me for this one. But yesterday, um, no, not in a a, (laughs) a, a mean way, in a supportive friend way. um, uh, There is a profile on Lewis Hamilton in Vanity Fair. Okay, I get it now. It's the Formula One link. That's it's the I'm Formula One link again. Uh, and I just thought it was a really interesting piece because I think there's definitely a perception of, well, I certainly have this perception of him being very stoic and kind of robotic. It's my theme of the evening. Um, but very kind of cool and uh, calculated. I get calculated is maybe the wrong word, but very mechanical in his approach. And it's just a really interesting um, conversation about his journey through Formula One. He's obviously been there for over a decade. And he talks about how at the beginning of his career, he was really asked to make the point that race wasn't an issue for him. Like that was kind of encouraged by other people 
that he was working with obviously because i think racism makes a lot of people very uncomfortable well makes a lot of white people very uncomfortable um and formula one being a very white sport um and then he also talks really openly about the decision last year that forced him well resulted in him not winning his eighth world title which would have been um you know, quite game-changing. It would have cemented him as the greatest driver of all time. And now he's still equal with Michael Schumacher. So um, it's just quite an interesting piece. Uh, and I just really love, I mean, I'm a sucker for celebrity. Like I just love reading about, um, you know, anything where someone's really closed off. It's kind of like when you get to read about, um you know, Beyonce. any of the, yeah, I was like Adele, Beyonce, any of them, like, yeah, as really, soon as they start doing their media, yeah, there's certain, there's only certain magazines that get access to them, mm. um, and also, just to, to throw it in there, he talks a little, like, it's very cloak, it's very, uh, covered, but a little about his relationship with Nicole Scherzinger from the Pussycat Dolls and kind of how he's had to grow in his 30s as a single man. And I just always find like celebrities being quite open and honest about relationships also interesting um, and kind of refreshing. And I think we have this incorrect perception because they're the they're made to be these sort of objects that we're observing. And you forget that, like, when they're going through a breakup, like, they're really going through a breakup. Like, Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian <laughs> have really broken up. And, you know, that's something they're really living now. And I don't know why, but I think because we were talking about Pete Davidson when we were on our road trip, I'm now very attached to this relationship, having had no previous interest in the Kardashians at all. But mm. I agree with you. And I think... um it wasn't going to be my listening recommendation, but maybe it should be, or a little mm. honourable mention, Adele's Desert Island Discs. I would never Ooh. have thought that she would do something like that. And then there she is having a very honest and open conversation, also talking about the music she loves, which having a musician talk about the music that they love is always a great conversation and something mm. I love to listen to. But she talks very openly about therapy and self-reflection and work that she's done on herself and yes I agree I think when people especially in positions of uh when they're really in the spotlight and um and then they've also done the work on themselves that you and I might be trying to do I think that's a really powerful feels like the wrong word but it's definitely interesting I think it's because you'd assume that I guess it's a bit like going to the gym you know you would assume that if you have strong upper body strength, you're going to have strong lower body strength and you're going mm. to be generally quite fit. And so because these people are achieving at such a high level of something in their lives, you assume that actually the rest of their life is quite together as well. And so it's quite Great. a shock sometimes to find out that, you no, know, they're just as stunted or uh, challenged as you might be yeah. uh, in really obvious ways as well. So I, I just find it like... Um, I, I'm also just a sucker for celebrity um, profiles. So, yeah. I, and that was a real one-two punch, celebrity and Formula One. Like, oh, they had you. They had you from the headline. They did. And also because I wasn't on social media when I found <laughs> it, I actually found it the long way around, you know, and I went, oh, I obviously was meant to read this. That's quite delightful. Did that feel different coming to it not from social media? It did. It 
No. No, I also I also <laughs> watch trying to get deep on something that actually isn't deep at all. I'm also <laughs> it's not my watching recommendation, but I'm also really addicted to the YouTube videos when people um uh review things. Um so you know, a Tudor expert uh reviews Queen Elizabeth the first movies. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I know. And so I actually yeah. came across it because it was Lewis Hamilton reviews moments from his life. And then I went, oh, if Vanity Fair is doing this YouTube video with him, there's probably a story. And then I found the story. So that's how I found it. Anyway, what's your watching recommendation, Laurel, seeing as I'm moving on to the YouTube territory? My watching has been harder to think of. I am now up to date with Succession. And now all of the Emmy nominations have come out. I am excited and I have had so many questions for friends who had watched it and was sort of double taking and double checking and there's also an incredible YouTube which I'm sure everyone is completely aware of but of uh, Greg and Tom as the greatest romantic comedy of all time and that is three minutes of your life you won't regret spending on that YouTube video that's all I'll say on the matter I'll check that out oh that's so exciting welcome to the succession train you, I am happy to be here. It, this would cross over, I imagine, with a lot of what you cover for work. Do you find it interesting kind of having that perspective as a journalist? Yeah, I think particularly because obviously a lot of, I mean, a lot of the drama is the family drama, obviously, but a lot of the work context that they're discussing is like making, doing deals, making deals, getting things past the FTC and the DOJ in the US, which is the Federal Trade Commission and the Department of Justice. And that is exactly what I write about and read about every day and that my colleagues in the US report on all the time. So yeah, from a work perspective, that is really interesting. And the considerations that they take and the way they talk about that is, yeah, Mm, pretty, mm. pretty bang on, (laughs) as you would expect it to be from such a successful TV show. It gets my seal of approval for accuracy on Merger Law. (laughs) Excellent. So another question. Do you feel, how do you feel about what the next season might bring if you're up to date? Oh, what, like speculate? Well, I just, I had this conversation with someone the other day where they said they felt like every single season was quite cyclical and and quite its own little arc. That's true. And that there's a risk that it just becomes a victim of that arc. Um, I have faith that hopefully writers of that quality will be able to see to end it well and I feel like it 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 feels to me like that old school tv writing where they have to have a plan I mean I just am an optimist I think they have to have a plan do we know that is this the final final season the one that they're going to do now do we know that I'm not sure I don't well I don't know that it could be and I haven't read that but yeah Uh, okay but I I know what your friend means for sure. They are correct in that in that <laughs> cyclical nature. That said, without spoiling anything, because um, this is not one of our spoiler special episodes, no, so we'll be it's kind. Not, sorry, yeah. Um, but I think, and I'm really glad that none of it was spoiled for me because to watch all of that for the first time was brilliant. But mm. I think the end of the third season is an ending unlike actually any of the previous seasons end because there are enough people in similar positions at the beginning of this season, which hasn't happened before, Mm. that I think, yeah, really sets this up in a different way. Mm. Mm. I agree. Did I manage to say that in a sort of like circuitous enough way to not 
to make a point without spoiling anything. I think so. I think I'm going to go as far to say, and I don't think this is a spoiler because it's not giving too much detail, but I did read a piece from the writer who said that each individual season was focused on one particular child and their exactly. struggle. And so I do think you're right. They've kind of moved through the main players now. And so there is mm. like, they've all somewhat failed him in some way. They're all flawed now in his eyes as leaders. Yeah. Um, so it's really now what path he takes forward. Um, yeah, so it'll be fascinating. Ah. Yeah, so you have that as my watch, I think, because we've, yeah, we've had a good chat about it anyway, so that's, that's, good. that's uh, good. What have you been watching? Um, I, I was thinking about what to recommend. I'm going to talk about The Twelve, which I've been watching on Binge. <gasps> oh, someone else was mm. talking to me about this. Okay, tell um, me. Look, it's not necessarily a recommendation because I do feel it's a show that because it's dropping weekly has managed to gather my uh, focus. Um, uh, And it's just, it's a really slow burn. And I do wonder whether the music is actually doing a lot of the job for me because it feels very unsettled and feels very eerie every episode. But I can't quite understand where it's going to go. Um, okay. I don't really feel a strong thread, even though I'm not, I really want to chat about it with someone else who's watching it because I just feel um, really uncertain about what, how it's going to resolve. Um, what, what's the genre exactly? Is it a horror? Is it like thriller? And, and it's like, un, it's quite unsettling though, isn't it? I I'd don't say know what, it's like psychological yeah. uh, courtroom thriller. It's not oh, necessarily okay. uh, scary. Oh, of course it's courtroom. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and it's it's very, it, there's a lot of red herrings and there's a lot of, um, uh, which I think is quite unpopular with a lot of people I've talked to, but there's a lot of, um, and this happened and you had no idea. And it's just revealed at crucial points during the episode. So yeah. Uh, it, I think it'll end in a very, very different place to where it began. And also it's one of those, I'm going to sound um, like a real Pollyanna here, but it, it does follow the 12 jurors and it does make me think, you know, they're all kind of really struggling. And you do when you go, I know it's 12 people in society, but would, would 12 random people really have done that much bad stuff would they really all be like in this kind of situation? Isn't this a little bit extreme? But then I think, you know, truth is often stranger than fiction. So maybe I'm being incredibly mm. naive about it. Yeah. I wish I'd watched it so I could give you a bit more of a feedback because I can tell that you're hungry for that, but I'm sorry <laughs> that I can't. That's okay. What are you listening to? Ugh. Only one thing, really. The Beyonce album. Oh, I thought you were going to say Desert Island Discs again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we. to be fair, Desert Island Discs, just a little bit of uh, uh, admin here, listeners, mm. if you're a Desert Island Discs fan like mm. I am, they have moved so that they only they release first on BBC Sounds. And my goodness, you can find out that you've missed some great interviews because they're not only released, I think, delayed on Desert Island Disc. Well, they're definitely delayed on um, Apple or Spotify or wherever else you listen. But I think they also are coming out in a slightly different order. Thank so you when for I saying went... this because I've been looking for the Kate Moss one. 
Well, I tell you where it is. It's on BBC Sounds and it's bloody brilliant. Oh, and I thought, I'm sure I've heard everyone talk about it and I want to listen to it. And, and so it did you hear it mentioned of... on the Sentimental Garbage episode about her? I heard which is it... also good. I heard it on several, no, I didn't hear it on Sentimental Garbage. I heard it in several other like pop culture episodes, uh, podcasts I listened to. Um, and I thought... Oh, she is the kind of, she is a sphinx. Like she never talks. You always see her image. I'd love to know what she thinks, even though I'm sure she's not one of the great intellects of our generation, which I say with no disrespect, but I did think, oh, I'm really curious to hear what she, what she's like. And then her stories are just wild though. It's just like, and then I was out partying with Marianne Faithful, and you're just like, what? Like, and the, and then I walked out of a shop, and George Harrison was there, and you're like, what's happening? <laughs> what what world are you living in? But it, Kate yeah, must I think as well. because she, like yeah, and it's so she just really is a person who like has so pursued having a good time, <laughs> and makes like no apology for that whatsoever, and obviously has had an incredible career as a model but as a result has moved in these circles at a specific time of fame celebrity Mm. culture and also lack of social media earlier on really Mm. that oh it was wild just wild anyway so actually yes let's recommend the fact that Desert Island Discs now releases earlier on the BBC Sounds app and so you need to have that and in that same vein, I would recommend um, the Bono. They've had a lot of singers on recently. Oh. They've had Bono on. They've had Adele on. And all three of those... Actually, Kate Moss isn't the singer, although she did feature on a Baby Shambles song. So let's not do her dirty on that. Um, three singers of their time <laughs> and generations. Um, yeah, Desert Island Discs. That's what I'm going to go for. God, that oh. was all over the place. No, I love it. To? <laughs> well, I know that you love the song that I've I've been listening to my favorites list on Spotify because I um have just been listening to the regular podcasts that I've recommended before, so nothing really new there. But I've yeah, been and listen- I, sorry, can I? I, yeah. I feel really weird that I've just recommended a podcast because I've not been listening to podcasts in like the last week or so really at all. I've been in a real music funk. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Sorry, no, that's okay. <laughs> um, I have listen to never too much by luther vandross at least four or five times this week when i've been walking down the street and i just it's just great and i just i put it on when i was in the shower last night and i did my little shoulder shimmy and i just thought this is just one of the greatest feel-good songs of all time and I think your point in the on the road trip was you don't trust someone who doesn't like that song. I think it's a truth <laughs> that I stand by. And I've just been reflecting on it this week and I went, Laurel Laurel is on the money with that. I think She's so. A hundred percent on the money. I think like you hear that that intro beat which I'm now hearing in my head and I'm struggling to stay still. And if some if that's playing boom. Like if see, and if you can sit can sit still to that intro, something's wrong with you, my friend. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. And so I just thought this week when it's been very cold here in Melbourne, you've been keeping warm with very cold. Oh, 
I'd just been walking to the gym thinking, what's going to pick me up? And and I do, you did say the Beyonce album, but let's like dig into that another time because I listened through to it once. But one of the trainers at my gym is a massive Beyonce fan and has been putting it on at least every day I've gone this week. So I feel like I've been listening to it through by osmosis, nice. but I haven't actually been paying attention to what I'm listening to. And one simply must. But also, I was kind of disappointed the week after it came out. I thought it would be in every gym class I went to, and I think it was mm. only in one of them. I was quite disappointed. But she's very good, that instructor, because the week that the Harry Styles album came out, the following uh, Monday, she was like, yep, yeah, it was in her playlist. She was ready to go. She's got a finger on the pulse, excellent. Halimi. Yeah, finger on the pulse. <laughs> You need you need gym instructors with good taste in music. It makes all the difference. You really do. But I 100% am going to finish recording this podcast and go and listen to that Luther Duran dress. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. I wish everyone could see us dance right now. They'll just have to imagine it. It's a lot of shoulder. Oh, it's so much. It's all in the shoulder, it's, that song. It's, it's all in the yeah, shoulder. Yeah, it's not a bottom half song. It's definitely all upper no. body and right in the upper body. <laughs> <laughs> Laurel's demonstrating the upper body to me right now. And it's, it, yeah, I've got some notes. Uh, I'm going to incorporate that into some of my moves next time too. <sighs> well, I think that's about all we've got. All, we, all we've got time for, space All for. we've got time for, all we've got to talk about. I know, I'm all warmed up now as well, like by Luther Vandross. Mm, so mm. what more is there to do? You can follow us on Instagram at threewheelingpod. You can email us threewheelingpod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Please subscribe. And if you've really enjoyed our gas bagging, then send it to a friend. Just hit copy and paste or... Uh, Take a screenshot, send it through, just give a recommendation. We'd love to have some more listeners in our midst. We are small but mighty. That's my my catch cry. Well, Laurel, let's chat in two weeks. Until then. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.